0: bienvenido and thank you for listening to the word con Sazon podcast a sermon collective of reforming latinos the following message was given at mosaic community church in joliet illinois by brother jonathan reyes for more information about the church or about jonathan please go to our show notes below for who you are. Yes, God. I pray that you be with us as we hear your word and your truth tonight. Yes. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. 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 We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to be camping out in verses 15 through 17. And while you are looking for those verses, I just want to say it's truly a joy to experience what we are going to be doing in heaven for eternity. Worshiping God in such a way, hearing men sing boldly, Mm -hmm. boldly, lifting up the name of Jesus. So Ephesians chapter 5 Verses 15 through 17. And it's read in the following way. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Let's pray. Father, we recognize that you are in this place. We thank you, Lord, for just the privilege to be able to sing praises to you, God. Thank you for the privilege that if we are in Jesus, we are called your children. So, Father, in this moment, I just ask that you would soften every heart, open up every ear, give us minds to understand so that your word may become real in our lives. Father, in this moment, I just ask for power that comes from on high. I pray that you would uh, just speak through me. I pray that you would minister to me as I speak to the men here. I pray, Father, that your words would land on fertile ground so that it may bear fruit in its proper time, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So have you ever asked yourself... Where did the time go? <laughs> maybe you woke up this morning and uh, you had uh, an agenda out for the day. And as you began the day, you began to uh, go throughout your day and uh, you are doing your responsibilities, right? But then uh, a phone call here, an unexpected conversation here, maybe even a Netflix show there, and by the by, by, Next thing you know, you realize you look at your to-do list and you got, you got about five out of eight things done and you ask yourself, where did the time go? Or maybe you got held up at work trying to finish up that sale. And as you're finishing up that sale, you're driving home and you're ecstatic. You got this nice sale, a nice bonus, only to find out that you missed date night or you missed your daughter's piano recital or your son's baseball game. If you're anything like me, that has happened before. Every single day, there are many distractions, and if we're not careful, we can lose out on the things that really matter in life. See, time, unlike any other things, has no favorites. See, unlike money, time really puts stewardship in its proper perspective. See, you can go to the store, buy something, and if you don't like it, you can return it and get your money back. But time, mm -mm, you don't get that back. See, I've heard stories of older men who've shared that they wish they can go back and do the things that really matter in life and not chase the corporate ladder. Men who've told you that chasing the money wasn't really worth it. Here's the main thing I want you to see from tonight's passage. The wise steward their time through an eternal perspective. The wise steward their time through an eternal perspective. Now having an eternal perspective is viewing all of life through God's point of view. It's using his values as the measuring stick of how you evaluate life. So if we're going to steward our time well, we're going to need wisdom, and we're going to need an eternal perspective. Now let's look back into the passage and see how this is laid out. It says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, to put this passage in its context, this verse that we're looking at here serves as a bridge, as a transition statement of what Paul was laying out of the implications of the gospel. So in chapters 1, 2, and 3, he lays out what God has done for you and I in Christ Jesus that we were dead in our sins and our trespasses, and and that in Jesus, God made us alive with Christ. And that now he's taking people from every tribe, every nation, every tongue, bringing them together into his people and forming them into one new man. And in light of what God has done for us in Christ, he transitions into chapter four, telling us how that should affect our lives. So then he tells them a bunch of imperative statements, like if you're a liar, stop lying. Mm -hmm. If you, are, uh, if you are a liar, stop lying. If you are a thief, stop stealing th- because God has done this in your life. You should now live different. And now we get to chapter 5 where he continues with that same thought, that same command of, okay, now be imitators of God. Walk in love. Reject sexual immorality. Expose the darkness. And then now we get here to this statement, look carefully then how you walk. Paul here is saying, in light of everything I've just written, in light of everything God has done for you in Jesus Christ, pay attention to how you live. Look carefully then how you walk. Why should you pay attention? Why should you watch your life? It's because there should be a distinction by the way that you live and the way non-believers live. That's right. Now look back in verse 15. He says, Look carefully then how you walk. Why? Not as unwise, but as wise. Mm -hmm. He's making a distinction between those who are wise and those who are unwise. So a wise person is characterized as somebody who has understanding. Someone who not only has understanding, but actually applies that in their life. But an unwise person is someone who's characterized as someone who lacks sense. Someone who's foolish. So in this sense, in this, ta- in this text, we see that the wise people, they pay attention to their time because they have an eternal perspective. But they don't just pay attention to their time. They don't just look carefully of how they walk. Verse 15 says, Look carefully then at how, uh, how we walk, at uh, how we live, not as unwise, but as wise. Mm-hmm. Why? Making the best use of the time. This idea, this Phrase, making the best use of the time can be literally translated as to redeem the time, to buy it back. The, the, the main idea that he's communicating is that you should take, uh, take advantage of every opportunity that's laid out right in front of you. My father used to say, and now I'm starting to understand it, is that time is like hair. You gotta grab it while it's still there. Right? Tali, you get me, Right? <laughs> So, so we have to take advantage of every opportunity because we don't know when it's going to be there or not. That's right. So why should we make the best use of our time here, Paul? He says because the days are evil. And since the days are evil, we need to be men of wisdom to be able to discern how we should make the best use of the time. Why? The wise people redeem the time because they have an eternal perspective. Now look back into the text. It says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So he's told us that we should be wise. Pay attention to how you live. Look carefully then how you walk. The idea to, to, in this passage is the wise seek to understand God's will. Mm-hmm. Now, you may understand what you may be asking, so, but what's God's will? Well, in this passage, he says, pay attention to how you live, look carefully how you walk, <laughs> like, pay attention to your life, watch your time, steward your time well, take every advantage of every opportunity that's laid out in front of you. And it's because when you're doing so and you're praying, God is going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you understanding. And when you seek him, you're going to be making God-honoring decisions in everyday life. That's what he's telling us today, that we should pay attention to how we live. We need to be wise with how we steward our time. Because the wise pay attention to their time. The wise make every opportunity and the wise seek to discern God's will. Because stewarding my time well requires an eternal perspective. And since time has no favorites, and we all have the same 24 hours in a day, Mm -hmm. I just want to share some statistics of how time is used here in the United States. Uh -uh. (laughs) One report says that between 2013 and 2017, people ages 15 and older averaged two hours and 46 minutes per day watching TV. Another survey says that internet users average in about two hours and 22 minutes per day on social media. Another report says that on average, gamers are playing on average seven hours and seven minutes each week. Now, now, let me zero in on a specific demographic, because in 2019, the number shot up 20%. And if we look into my generation, my demographic, ages 26 to 35, it's even more dramatic. This group is playing more than eight hours a week, which is an increase of 25% from last year. Now, what's particular is that my generation, this is, we need wisdom. It's in this life that we need to put childish things away and begin to prepare for our futures. But now let's compare these statistics with another report on our spiritual disciplines. According to a 2014 survey, 90% of people said they read their Bible regularly, but only 31% said they set aside a period of time each day to pray. Although 87% say it's important to spend time with God, 42% say they find it difficult on a regular basis to find the time to pray and read their Bible. 18% says they don't have a fixed pattern of prayer to pray, but they just pray whenever the need or chance arises. Nearly 63% say they're easily distracted when they're trying to spend time with God. All of this is to say that 88% say it's important, but yet we can't find the time. Mm. It just affirms what John Piper said. One of the greatest uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove at the last day that prayerlessness was not from a lack of time. Mm. (laughs) Now, I mention these stats not to shame us. They're to highlight the, the reality of how time is used in the United States. And if you aren't intentional with the use of your time, something or someone else will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's nothing inherently sinful of watching TV, of being on social media, of playing video games. But if we're not careful, they can distract us from what really matters. But here's the reality. Because we're still clothed in this flesh, there's going to be times more often than we like to admit that we're not, we don't feel like seeking God. Like when that alarm clock wakes up every morning, there are times, there are seasons where I'm like, yes, I'm ready to do business with the Lord. But there's other times where I'm like, man, this bed feels so good right now. I don't want to get up right now. I know I need to, but I, I, I don't want to in this morning because of this flesh. And if you want to grow in your walk with God, you need to be intentional. You have to set the priorities. And here's the fundamental truth. You prioritize what you value. Mm. And if you value your growth, then you got to prioritize your growth. Now, for some people, we were just talking about this earlier, uh, scheduling and setting time and being a planner is part of their personality. They, they love when there's structure. They love when they come and there's order to everything. But then there's other people who are more free-spirited. And the idea of planning things and scheduling things, feel like it feels constricting. But the reality is, if you don't plan your day, if you don't plan your time, if you're not intentional, something or someone else will set its agenda for you. So maybe for you consider taking one hour out of your week maybe this is on a Sunday night and begin to look over your week look over your priorities and begin to lay it out in order of importance okay in order of importance let me plan out and make these a priority and set the time aside and schedule some buffer in between for things that may happen So if we're gonna wisely steward your time, let me share with you four things that you must prioritize when planning your days. So number one, it's your spiritual disciplines. Verse Verse 16 says that we should make the best use of our days, the best use of our time because the days are evil. So if the days are evil, then we need to prioritize our relationship with God. That means we need to be intentional, setting our time, private time to be in prayer private time to be in his word and the reason why people say oh i, I can't find the time is because you're not prioritizing it That's right. so for the newer christian this may be setting aside the first 15 minutes of your day to just be in prayer and to be in god's word maybe for you it's taking the time out no radio driving to work of just praying with god and then listening to the audio Bible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're farther along in your walk and consider you, maybe you're at that place where you're taking an hour or two in the very beginning of your day just to be in prayer and to be in God's word before you get to work. <clears throat> Second way you should think about when prioritizing your time is planning your family time. Verse 15 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as, wa- not as unwise, but as wise. So if there's anyone who's watching the way you walk, it's your family. And if we're going to prioritize our family life, then we need to be intentional of when we're planning out, setting aside time for all those big events, piano recitals, speeches, plays, sporting events. Be intentional of leading your wife. Make sure as men, as husbands... I don't know about you. My wife loves it when I take the initiative and setting aside and planning a marriage retreat where she's not coming to me saying, hey, I think we need a a weekend away together, where I'm thinking in advance of how can I have time, just me and my wife, to just build in to my marriage. So be intentional of your family life. Be intentional of how you're going to spend time with your wife, how you're going to spend time with your children. Number three is be intentional of your community life. Verse 17 says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It's God's will that men gather together regularly. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25 says, and let us consider how to stir up one another into love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another Mm -hmm. all the more as you see the day drawing near. So having an eternal perspective is understanding that God created us for relationships. He created us for community. Therefore, we need to prioritize community life. Mm -hmm. That means making community group a priority, Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm going there every week. And lastly, number four is... Prioritizing times of rest. Verse 17 says, Don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It is a foolish thing to work and 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 not rest. You will burn yourself out. Being wise means that you're intentional of setting aside time for you to unwind, for you to have your energy replenished. So, Ask yourself, what are those things that bring life into your soul? Maybe for you, it's going to the gym. Maybe for you, another person is just going out and enjoying nature, enjoying God's creation. Maybe for you, it's reading books. Whatever revives your soul, whatever restores your energy, along with your spiritual disciplines, be intentional of carving out times of rest. And here's the principle: take naps. Jesus took naps. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking naps. We find in Scripture, He's in the boat, He's taking a nap, <laughs> and they're like, Jesus, what are you doing? We we can learn from Jesus. Now, these principles, they they make a lot of sense to the person who has a nine to five, right? Oh, it's easy. Yeah, from 8 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'm working so I can prioritize anything that comes before and what comes after. But what about the freelance photographer? What about the contractor who his responsibility is to just take on jobs? Then use these four principles to filter when you should take certain jobs. Mm -hmm. Do they get in the way of my spiritual disciplines? Do they get in the way of being with my family and being in community and getting in the way of my rest? Use these four things as a rubric, as a framework of how I should take certain jobs. Now, a month ago, we were hit with the news that Kobe Bryant and nine other people passed away on a helicopter crash. The news not only took me, but took the world by surprise. And many are still in disbelief. Like many people, I grew up watching Kobe Bryant on the television. I remember when he was drafted at 17 years old. I remember watching his entire career, and it hit me a few days later, like, we lost Kobe. And I mentioned Kobe because there's something about death that puts time and eternity Mm -hmm. in perspective. God tells us in his word, in James chapter 4, verse 14, what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. So we don't know when our time on earth is going to end. And because of that, we need wisdom to take advantage of all the opportunities right in front of us. We need wisdom to be good stewards of time because the wise steward their time through an eternal perspective. And if there was anyone on this earth who modeled this well for us, it was Jesus. Jesus came to earth with a mission, a mission to seek and save the lost, a mission to give his life as a ransom for many. But while he was on earth, and you read through the Gospels, Jesus was uniquely intentional with the use of his time. Jesus prioritized time alone with the Father. Jesus prioritized life in community. Jesus prioritized times of rest. Jesus made sure to steward his time well. See, and unlike us, Jesus knew when and how he was going to die. And even in that, he used that to serve us well. It is only because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that we are here tonight. And if you don't know Jesus, you can come to know him. Understand that he lived the life that you and I could not live, and he died the death that you and I deserved. Apart from the, the work of Jesus, you and I stand condemned guilty before God. But God loved you so much that he sent Jesus to take on the penalty of your sin so that you can have a right relationship with him. And if you want to enter into that relationship, all you need to do is turn from your sin and call out to him by faith and receive him in your heart. Now, if you're here and you do know Jesus and like me, you failed many times to wisely steward your time, understand that there's grace for you. Understand that if you confess your sins, that He is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That there's grace that you know that you can go before the Father and ask God for wisdom on how to steward your time with an eternal perspective. So because of Jesus, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Let's pray. Father, I come before you in this moment, Lord, just lifting up all the men in this room, lifting up myself, Lord, recognizing that you are the eternal God who owns time. You are the one who knows our days. You have numbered our days. So I pray, Father, that you would give us an eternal perspective, that you would remind us that tomorrow is not promised. So, Father, I pray that you would impart in us wisdom on how to steward the time that you have given us properly, Father. I pray, Father, that that you would encourage us, that you would remind us of your love and your grace. And, Father, would you just draw us into deeper waters with you and remind us to to prioritize you above all things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you are a table leader, I'm just going to please ask to rise on your feet. These are your table leaders. There's some discussion questions on the table. Discuss them. There's also a sheet. If Again, if you know you're coming to the next men's night, sign-up sheets are right there. Uh, and if you feel like this is your ministry, there's a sign-up sheet for different serving opportunities as well for men's night. God bless.